we get to chit chat a little bit about moving beyond the concept of the one. And this is for any person, polyamory or monoamory. But the important part is that you are a functional adult. So you have a divine masculine and feminine of your own. Means you're a securely attached person. Means that you have integration of the brain. Means that if you're watching tarot readers talk to you about your oversoul, twin flame, you're not like, yeah, I have saga with vine, for example. And even if you go through cycles of expansion, you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. It is the dark night of the soul. I am going through an ego death right now. I'm so excruciatingly in, oh, that evil person over there. Okay, so if you're a functional adult, you actually do know when you're going through emotional stuff. And what you tend to do is talk to people that are involved. So that's why there's no saga. There's no uh, let's work it out. No, there's, hey, I am feeling a certain way. And that's it. You know, you, you clarify. It's a step-by-step -step process of relationship. Moving beyond the concept of the one. So the twin flame thing is definitely what will get any person who has encountered theirs, and some have more than one, to know about their not being this one. And it's not because you're one oversoul. <laughs> it's because, obviously, again, no saga, people. So when you're a functional adult, you have direct communication and you're able to tell people when you think they're the one. And that's why you know that there's not the one <laughs> because they're not the one. Now, the difference I want to specify is that the Enlightenment soul age group moves into the spectrum of knowing from the depths of your core, it's your zero one-year-old, the attached panicky, that you completely have in the forefront because when you're regulating your nervous system so when you're emotionally in a situation you're learning to regulate your nervous system your divine masculine is your brain your embodied brain and it is divided for me and the way i explain it into the masculine and then feminine part so the left mode of your brain the chit chatter is the part of your masculine it breaks things down it wants to learn about them in a logical way so it's digital and a logic, I think, is the way that they say digital, so twos. While the right mode, it's uh, picking up on the nonverbal stuff. And so when a nervous system to you is speaking, you speak each other's language. It's vibration, energy, motions, uh, facial expressions. In fact, you know what? I have a list. I should find the list. Well, no, I won't find it. But I have a list of what our right mode does. And so the right mode is, by the way, what comes what allows the sensations from your body to be coming up. They usually don't work together until you are in a 5D state of consciousness. That's why divine masculine, divine feminine is simply put, a functional adult person. Means though that you have compassion for all humanity, not just some. So you don't talk about a narcissist as an evil anything. You know about a narcissist as a person who needs a good therapist. If they want, they don't have to get one. If they don't, we have law enforcement and uh, politics. And if you need a lawyer, you'll go get one. You don't need to leave or live a movie with the pseudo-live people. That's where 4G is at. They live a movie. So their entertainment, and not only, but the way that they live those twin flame relationships is with the saga, with the drama, and they've basically created a toxic story the ones who decided to do the documentary, because anything that goes on the box becomes, you know, what leads bleeds. And 
it's not because people don't have other options. No, they're given options. They, they literally and actively choose to say, oh, I'm a smart person, and I watch really shitty movies of crappy shit that happens to people because that's reality, Maria. How dare you not think of the shittiness that humanity is? Wow. Okay, you know what? You go be with the shitty people. Apparently, you don't know of the people who don't have unresolved trauma and the shitty people they're not really shitty they all could make use of Gabor Mate to teach them about their misaligned gut and how they're following toxic relationships and they're compulsively doing drugs and alcohol and having sex and fucking each other because of hypersexuality which is re-traumatized like do you do you want me to describe to you what your smart brain apparently has no knowledge oh you don't believe in the psych educators you believe in the ancient silverbacks with the devil and yoga and all that okay cool i'm gonna say you're not smart i'm gonna say uh you don't know what smart means if you did you would have gotten educated before you even bothered using that word which means you would know about not overgeneralizing and not using the domino effect to ruin your day and then try to ruin everybody else's day and oh by the way and ignore the fact that you have trust breaks and unresolved trauma not the other way around and no you're not smart Okay, so here's where we don't do shit like this. What I just shared is not something I would deem necessary, appropriate, nor a good use of anybody's time because a 5D person will not be dismantling a person who's already dismantled. They haven't even begun their life. They're a broken-hearted three-year-old with a zero one-year-old who's fucking freaking out and is really, really a shitty story of a tale. What I love about being a mystic is I do channel guidance. I know I say woo-woo, it's on purpose. Because I'm here only for 5D mystics, not the 4D who think that they're special keys or something like that. <laughs> and anointed. I've had enough of adaptive children trying to say, we're, we're, some of us are special. No, all of us are special. No, but some of us aren't. No, yes, but some. Okay, yes, some of us are special. You know, let me, let me leave the room of specialness right now because you are ignoring the fact that you have low self-esteem. You keep using the word special as if you need to be reconfirmed that you're special, which tells me that you don't know your own worth. And I hope you find the one so that I don't have to hear about it ever again. Because the minute you find the one who treats you in the same way you want to be treated, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a master. So once they find their role, the ancient silverback groups with their crowd and their herd, they're all happy, pointing a finger at each other or their masters. Oh, there they are. Look, look, let's look like that power couple over there. So you can see all of them following the saga trail of people who do the whole twin flame power couple thing. Okay. So yeah, it's lovely to see the flaunting mantles and, and, and all of it. It's great. <laughs> I love when I see them being busy because that means we don't have to handle any one of those people because they're closing themselves off in a little community where they can just hang out with each other and like the flat others, we just hear about them through the box. <laughs> and not always in the best of ways, by the way. So we can tell when the box should be a bit kinder, you know, like, come on, what are you doing? And you're making what bleeds leads. We don't want drama. I wanted a documentary. I didn't need you to add music and make stories up. I wanted legit shit. I can tell you're dramatizing it. Does anybody not know what it... Oh, oh, it's entertainment. I don't want entertainment. Why is it called docu? Don't put docu-series. Put on movie. Why are you changing titles to make shit up? Oh, you want to blame social media for misinformation, disinformation. I'm going to blame you because you're just now using the word docu-series confusing people and now you want to blame the platform of YouTube versus all of the boxes on TV including mass media hmm let me think about that one okay since pseudo liveness seems to be part of what 
adaptive children will keep on doing again. We, we get used to hearing a lot of drama, and like I was and not drown my queen as a teenager. I learned exactly how to handle my friends. It's like, well, I don't think that there's a need for you to cry like this, but if you want to cry, I, I'm not going to take a side because all people are loving. You're not more deserving than others. No, Maria, but no. I say all people deserve love, and I understand that your hurt feelings are hurt, but this is not nice of you to say. You need to stop. So... If it's one time, we get it. The minute you're trying to insist on you being more special and more loving and more this and more that, we're already beginning who's we. A securely attached fucking human being is who we. It's a person who knows, what the fuck are you saying? Did you live in the body of another person? You're actually going to claim that you have a right to be loved and another human being doesn't? A right? You actually think with all of your heart and mind, don't come near me. Stay away from me right now because I'm, I'm not going to want to be around a person who's ignoring not only your heartless words, the fact that you have unresolved trauma in your heart because you're heartless right now, which means that you are closed off to life. And that is not nice. It's very sad. So from my heart, it's sad. I don't want to get mad at you because I know that you are heartless for a reason, which involves your stuff. I don't need to know about your heartless stuff. I'm going to stay away from your heartless stuff so that my heart can keep loving and doing something that is humane while yours can be in your nightmare story, which, by the way, there's a good child traumahood trauma person over there, childhood trauma expert, right over there. Go. You can go there. You don't have to come here. When we see heartless compassionless, emotionless, we know intuitively and instinctively because the heart will just feel very, very sad. And the minute, though, that we have the adaptive child insisting is when we have Kali mode coming up, who's we, again, a securely attached human being, the functional adult. We don't need to use the word of any source or entity it's a person who has the ventral vagal engaged in their humanity. They know prefrontal cortex. They know their mammalian heritage. Thank goodness for the good sciences people because they empower me to use words so that I can say, yes, I'm 5D mystic lady. Woo woo. Because there's good sciences people who explain all that I can continue to not regurgitate. I understand what they're speaking to me. And I don't regurgitate because I can't memorize data. My left mode yeah, don't get me going with the digital, analogical, whatever analogy. I, I use my right mode. I'm a feminine. Let's go back to the feminine is your body. And I feel instinctively shit. And my body's always accurate. On what? My safety. That's it. <laughs> so as long as you represent no physical threat to me, I'm not going to engage in my survival reptilian mode. I don't need to. You're a mammal. I'm a mammal. You have no weapon. You mean no threat to me. I don't need to get into a space of let me protect myself from you. And on that note, um, the people who don't get here, that's for other terror readers and so on and so forth. Moving beyond the concept of the one is straightforward because the one can only be a whole person, which means securely attached, which means that they know how to be full of heart, not heartless, full of compassion, not compassionless full of differentiation, not the lack thereof, and therefore you do not in any way, shape, or form call me a woo-woo lady or my mysticism that, nor do you feel it in your bones at all. And the minute you do is the minute that I know you're going to be lying, and I'm going to be like, hmm, 
Yeah, I can't be my full self with you. Hmm, okay. Well, that's why thank you to the twin flames you learn about. Yep, if I can't be myself, you're not the one. Twin flame or not, here I come. I'm going out into the world. I don't need to be with you or anybody else that calls me Wu Lady for that matter. Hmm. When you actually have what is called healthy self-worth, you will inside of you say fuck off to any human being on the face of this planet that wants to ridicule you. And that's not because we want to prove our mysticism. It's because you just did something that's called ridicule me. You're not going to be my partner. I don't even know how you could have the audacity to think that I would want a partner that talked down to me because you should be smart. I thought smarts was what your name was. Hmm. Yep, no smarts in the book of people who look up or down at people. No, no, they're blinded by their ego. Some of us aren't. So we'll be like, really? Woo-woo, okay, let me play woo-woo. I can play woo-woo. Yep, and there you go. We're done. And so we're done because now what we're playing is a game called the game of life with people who don't know anything about being their adult self, but they know all about being teenagers who like to flaunt around their egos like cock-a-da-cock-a-doo. And that's what, unfortunately, I see when I see a bunch of boys. They call themselves men, but lo and behold, I have no, mm, yes, interest in those types of people. But I do know the pseudo-live women who do. And here's how I'm going to break it down to you. Saga, drama, and men and women and days doing, I want someone to protect me. I need to wear my gloves. No, with this one, I can take my gloves off because they're going to protect me forever and ever and ever. And oh... I'm going to protect them, and so there you go. It makes me think of teenage years. But, like I said, there are people, they're grown-ups, not in the Enlightenment Soul age group, so let me specify. I'm right now speaking to people who are more likely than not going to be cool with being in the Enlightenment Soul age group because that's the soul age group that you learn about the self of you from within, so you're not looking. You're a one-year-old, not looking to attach to another caregiver you don't want a lifeline outside of you it's called you want to have healthy self-worth as a differentiated self you don't need your hubby wifey children siblings your your whole community of people around i'm serious right you don't need them to say wow great job ah you don't need them to yell and cheer you on it can be a bummer of course it's a bummer when our loved ones cannot participate in things that we've accomplished. Of course it is. I got plenty of accomplishments that I got to celebrate. Solo? No, not solo, because I got friends. I don't live in the mountains. You can't accomplish shit inside a cave, excuse me, except for maybe, what, putting a hole in it. Sure, some people like to play with the elements. I get that. I don't. I like to be with people, so do other people. And it's 2023, so in the cave, you're not going to accomplish much except for if you're in the spirituality soul age group, you're going to accomplish that stuff. Mm. As I was saying, so yes, we can celebrate our own victories because it's not really a victory. It's called secure base people and safe havens. We know how to be happy for ourselves. It's, it's just very straightforward, people. And I know I'm sounding more and more humorous by the minute. That's because I'm just realizing we are here, my 5D crew, Secure attachment people is who I'm speaking to. If you're not a secure attachment inclined person, you don't want to be here. 
You don't know how to take your emotions seriously and become the grown-up. That means Patrick Tiahan, he's a great therapist. There's other great therapists out there, but they can help you to become your grown-up and you can use all the words you want to insult other people while you learn to become your grown-up. To those people, they're not insulting people because, of course, they're healing from their trauma. That's why I said, if you're a person who doesn't have emotional building regulation skills, you don't want to be loved, you don't want to tap into your human love narrative yet, it's because you're not ready and there's people who can help you get ready if you want to come on over eventually. You don't have to. So the smart-ass attitude is because I don't really like when people who have trust breaks want to go around talking about people that don't deserve love. This is a bullshit statement made from people who didn't get love. So they think people need to have conditions to basically achieve love. And that's a bullshit statement in and of itself because love is only achievable when you're in a safe haven in your body. So when you're securely attached within your own body means your ventral vagal nervous system is engaged. So there's a lot of different twists and turns that come when I look at how to share with people divine masculine, divine feminine isn't an entity outside of you. No, no, it's your embodied brain. But hey, let me not be the wise one. I'm not. I'm a pseudoscience lady, remember? Okay. And as you learn to harness the inner growth mindset, on the other hand, and you learn how to follow your heart and flow with the unknown, unexpected, unwanted, and undesirable, and not be like... <gasps> but the devil made them do it, and God, where were you, and oh my gosh. Okay, so on that note, serious business. So when you go through transformation, any of you who moved into the 5D from a 4D plane, you will know of at least one moment where this type of transformative process takes place. It's called you continuing to treat source, universe, and God as an entity that exists for real, and there's two routes this takes. As Patrick McNamara, he's a neuroscientist with the religious self, explains, you either become an extremist because you do not expand your consciousness, and so you do not move into your whole divine masculine, divine feminine. No, you stick to the 4D bandwidth and to pseudo-aliveness and to staying as an adaptive child. Every time you have a conversation, words are powerful and you get charged up like a teenager with a three-year-old and the adults will leave you the floor so that they can leave. And that's it. You won't notice because you're too busy in your own ego trying to prove you're right and being pissing your pants and you're the blind one because of your biological rudeness, not the other way around. And you won't be considered rude by us because, again, you're unconscious. You're conscious of shit, yeah. With your amygdala, with your PTSD stuff, not with your higher functioning, so we're better off than you are, even though you might think that you're better off than we are because you think you can excogitate a plan to try and get underneath another person's skin, which isn't really going to happen because, see, this is, again, when a person has healthy self-worth, there's nothing underneath the skin except for bones and, and flesh and and like an actual blood, blood veins. Like You're not going to instigate the self of a person who has healthy self-worth. I don't even know how else to talk about this anymore because I'm trying to describe a feeling. It's in the heart. It's like, yeah, this, this is me. I don't, I don't know what you want. I'm not sure why you're pissed at me right now. That came out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck triggered you? And you really don't know sometimes. But then again, you say, wait a minute, maybe it's because I'm so peaceful inside that I guess it must be that. Or I got a smart ass on my face or something like that. Okay, so the one and how do we handle... The concept, very well, might I add. We know what the one would be. It will be and would be until there is not <laughs> the one because you become your independent zero one-year-old. So that's my point. So when you are able to consistently be your safe haven, secure base, 
and you're able to celebrate what stepping stones, what milestones you make as you grow up into becoming a full-fledged person. When people say they're proud of you, you thank them because you're being polite, but you don't need them to be proud of you. When you use the word proud, like I used it once with myself, but I actually felt, I was like, yeah, I was clapping inside all by myself. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but that was my zero one-year-old who was happy because we were safely self-regulating while we were looking to support another zero one-year-old in front of us, you know? So I was very happy and proud of that moment. It's cute now that I think back of it with other words. So yes, you, you have an inner child that dances around when you're your functional adult self because that's our mammalian heritage. So you feel established in the embodiment of the essence of life that every person can be. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group are not emotionless and boring gray people, but they are people that will be equanimous and equanimous in moments where others are dramatic. And that's why the descriptions, when they're used, you will notice they are used by people who do not have joy for life. You will notice that Guru talks to you about joy for life. He is a spirituality guru and enlightened for sure. And he is all about vibrancy. And he doesn't understand the psych education. That's not what he's here to share as a piece of consciousness, he's doing what he's here to share. And then we have our lovely psych educators, the good ones who are sharing the part about why it's important for you to tend to your trauma stuff and attachment wounds. And then we have just day-to-day -day people. I try to share with you how to be yourself, how to live your relationships with no drama. And that's through your inner growth mindset, you being able to tap into that infinite higher human consciousness potential. And for 5D mystics to come on over here and know we don't have sagas with our twin flames. And the mystic community is a very beautiful one in the 5D because we do not talk about our oversoul and our loved ones as energy vampires or dark auras or as um, divine counterparts or, or just all these words. We don't put our loved ones into categories and objectify them. The concept of the one from a human perspective, once you are a securely attached person and a functional adult, whether you are, again, totally secure or monosecure, you'll be able to know there is not the one. There is a concept comes from stories. Some people will be able to live that concept. I know plenty of them. They're all happy. And that's the, in fact, relationship soul age group. The ones who are doing a great job, they are dignifying each other, meaning they support each other's dreams always, not just sometimes. They have compassion. They have supportive words. They have in the forefront the ability to consistently navigate their relationship with secure attachment functional adult language, love language. That means I do not dismiss or minimize any of your child charged parts. I will share with you secure attachment words and I will be a safe haven and secure base for you. That's a grown up relationship of two or more people. When you find not that you have a teenage relationship, and they are in their hypervigilant nervous system, yelling, screaming, whatever it is. It's okay. They're all teenagers. Just look at teenagers, and there you go. You find adults like that. They are not securely attached. They have trust breaks. 
they have heartbreak, they have a three-year-old that does not know their own self-worth yet, they still do their shame cycle. Leave it alone. It ain't your business unless you want to be projected, which it can happen. But, you know, projection isn't them throwing shit that is like, oh my God, now I'm not worthy anymore. No, no, it's okay. Wow, that's not mine, but I will handle it. Maybe, I don't know. We'll find out. Depends. Okay, so when you are a grown-up, the more you grow up, the more you're like, wow, I'm so amazingly happy right now because I just learned how to be more and more myself and say fuck you to anyone who cramps my dreamer style because that's the whole point. What a mystic is is first and foremost and forever, ever, ever, we will be dreamers, but we're dreamers and doers, all one and in together. So don't cramp my feminine because I will not say anything. I will just keep my feminine for myself. She's the most amazing part of me. My masculine is amazing too. They're both amazing. You can't be a dreamer and a doer without the two together. So we don't like to be doers, though, because we like to dream. And we can easily, you know, glide and just swim. We're not in a rush <laughs> to get anywhere. We're enjoying our time on planet Earth, it's called. And here's where the concept of one. Okay, let me talk a little bit about this. Anybody who's new, welcome. I hope you've enjoyed so far. I'm going to transition to some storytelling. And that's because I want to actually hone in a little bit more on the way that you move from monoamory. I was monoamorous, obviously, because of living in a mononormative world, but I've always been polyamorous because I love many. I love all. <laughs> I just love. So my friends didn't get loved more or less when I had my teenage boyfriend, actually. I told him, you're not loved more, and I'm not going to be jealous. You're not my possession. I'm going to share time with you and with my family and friends and all other people. And sometimes I won't want you around. And I don't need you around. You don't need me around. So this was something that was uh, quite not uh, welcomed by all because it was considered, how, how do you, I don't know what to tell you all, but it was considered because, again, polyamory by nature. I was just monoamory because that was the world I'm, I'm still surrounded by, it, but it has nothing to do with me anymore at all. It never did, and it clearly is something people still think love is only with one person. I found it hilarious, to say the least. Of course, I have emotions. That's why when I hear emotionless, I'm not emotionless. I just am not making a dramatic entrance on it. <laughs> I'm crying. Of course, I'm going to be sad. You're just, just pretending that you're not sad. No, I, I am sad but I'm not dying inside. Or better said, I didn't die. Okay, so when you're a teenager, you recognize you don't die from a heartbreak. That's what I know. I noticed that. I was like, wow, I didn't die. <laughs> he broke up with me. Oh, look, he cheated on me. Look, I didn't die. I didn't die again. Oh, wait a minute. You don't die. <laughs> okay, so it's a figure of speech. That's what it means to grow up and to consistently move out of the concept of the one. So the concept is given to us. We all will want that lifeline. That's why the therapists continue to support more of a mononormative world than a polyamory world. I'm going to say a therapist shouldn't be supporting monoamory or polyamory. That's not their job. That's not the job of a person who's here for your mental health. They can have their preferences. So for me, to support you means that I support your inner well-being, not the lifestyle you have to live or not. No, that is not of mine. Your belief system 
to see polyamory or monoamory, we enter into opinions that can be called belief systems, even though they're not. But a person will say, I don't believe that you can love more than one person. And others will say, but I do. But that doesn't change their belief. So they can accept that you love more than one person, but they don't have to believe in it to be. This is, this is the whole point of opinions and belief systems and stuff like that. So on that note, a therapist in my book supports a person to achieve their inner and outer well-being, not to be polyamory or monoamory, not to believe in a concept of the one or not. They help them to understand themselves, which says, you have emotions, I have emotions. Let me explain to you concepts that can help you to navigate this plane. Let me help you to work with your window of tolerance. It is very much a straightforward, here are our steps, let's work together, let's put to the side all of the story, we work with the data, the story is for you to unfold. I'm going to ensure that you are leaving this room every day more as an independent zero one-year-old. I'm going to make sure as a person who cares about your mental health that you learn how to navigate your nervous system and your embodied brain that you know when structural dissociation is happening and how to stay in the now. I'm going to teach you, like the nutshell lady who has videos on how to identify depersonalization and derealization, I'm going to support you with data point information. I'm not going to tell you that you should lead your attachment style relationship with such as that, 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 that. Okay, so there's many different types of groups for reasons. What I'm trying to say is a person who wants to say that they're a good therapist their interest should not be in any way, shape, or form monoamory or polyamory. You're a whole person, and I share with you how you can become the zero, one-year-old functional adult of you by explaining to you how your brain and body work. If you don't believe me, it's okay. I'm not going to be doing the half-wiggle room dance. Now, the fact that some people go into a therapy and they want to resolve one thing, and the therapist figures out that they have another thing, and they don't say anything, that's a different story, because they actually have to negotiate with people to have them come back to therapy, because it's that painful. If they're good, they explain what they need in a way of saying, look, it's not going to be actual fun and games. Your first sessions here is what you can expect, and let me tell you, though, why this is something that you want to do for yourself because those emotions are not going to go away. That reactivity is not going to go away. So you can say, I don't want to do this right now. That's great and dandy. It's understandable because it's called your implicit memory and a shit show of zero one-year-old freaking out emotions that is way overwhelming. But again, if you don't do it, you don't get to experience more of the life that you can be and that is your birthright as a person. So any good therapist will have themselves sitting down because they will care about what they do, not about the money that they make. Any person who keeps giving you the bullshit line of money is something, yes, we all know we need money to live, but if you are a person who's a professional in the field of I want to help people, there's two. If you want to help people, it's not about doing it for free. What I'm saying is your objective is I'm going to do what the fuck I can to spell it out to you in a way that makes as much sense as possible for what benefits you have from taking a journey that is fucking scary as shit and hell before I have you leave this room. I don't tell you things that I know are unnecessary once I can know that we're working on something, but what I'm saying is I won't care about you coming back to me again and again and again, spending your money with me and not 
achieving shit. Okay, so here's where I'm an entrepreneur. You all know this. I'm an online marketer. I have, and I don't, and even with the online mentorship, I don't waste people's time, and I don't waste my time. People say that it's, uh, what is it, too direct. I don't give a shit about what people say because I believe in value of the time you spend and we also if you're smart (laughs) know your strengths and weaknesses so for marketing for example there are areas that I'm stronger and less the areas that I'm not as strong I will tell my clients this is not my area of expertise I have colleagues that can do a really great job in it for me it would require twice as much work it's not worth it your money's not worth it with me It's better spent with these people. We're collaborating with these people. Okay, cool. When it comes to personal development, well, that's actually no match. The only time that I will say, okay, wait a minute, we want someone is when I, and if I notice, we need a therapist because I can tell that there's more behind the surface that could involve memory barriers and consciousness barriers, which means you have a deeper, deeper trauma, fragmentation, which we want to ensure we have somebody who knows the brain like the back of their hands, which I don't. So I think of Daniel Siegel and any person that has INPB in their back pocket besides somatic experiencing, EMDR, and child parts work. I want a person that's a therapist because I know the area that I would want a person to have good, immediate, here's the breakdown, Here's the data. Here's why it's important. And that way, I'm not planting no fucking seed. I'm giving you the data. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But you won't leave without the valuable data. So there's data, and then there's the pseudoscience people who use data in ancient texts. I'm pseudoscience because I'm not an empirical research person. So this concept of the one, as I was saying, you are not necessarily going to move beyond it as a person. It all depends on your journey. But if you do, it won't be a problemo <laughs> for a person who's an adult. And yes, I'm laughing because I have a buttload of people that I have known since I was a teenager. And I'm like, what the fuck? Seriously. And now I know what the fuck. Okay, so the zero one-year-old of people wants to be seen to be soothed. Your nervous system wants to feel at ease in your ventral vagal state if you are a person who knows healthy self-worth and secure attachment. If you, on the other hand, have a shame defectiveness button and a trust break, an attachment wound and trauma, then no, your zero one is used to seeking attachment and connecting it to fear. So you're going to have a whole different shit show, which is what you want to disengage from, first of all, and become aware that healthy self-soothing is with people who talk to you like a human being, and it's with you who feel at ease with being yourself and not stressed inside your body. And that is actually where the studies show a default mode network of a person who comes from a childhood abuse situation and or just has trauma and other shit going down. There, um, I think it's the frontal lobes or the cortex or there's an area that um, it only engages when re-exposed to their trauma experiences because you will have learned. So if you have had traumatizing attachment in your first year of life, your zero one-year-old has learned to be in a state of, I want to attach, but I'm also afraid. And those two feelings 
or those two scenarios are what will consistently make you think you're alive. It's called pseudo-aliveness, but you're not because you're using your survival mode. Your nervous system is in attach, cry, collapse, submit, please appease, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, flop, drop. And your default mode network only feel only comes online essentially. So you need to be the one who's aware of what relationships are, which equals not me feeling that I have to debate. The adoptive children, they debate with each other. The ones who move into being grown-ups together, they actually learn how to just speak up for themselves more. And so in time, those who have those ones, they learn how to speak up with each other and respect each other and then allow each other to be dreamers and doers. And then they can also learn to do that with the extended collective okay, and not be their own clan and all by themselves lead a life of, we're special and they're not, <laughs> even though that's a whole different story. Um, back to teenagers did not do that, right? So teenagers, I saw them being like, oh, they don't want me anymore, you know, and not really getting over it. And then, aha, I got this person, haha, they came back and I told them, I don't want you, I got someone else. And they literally are in this uh, vindictiveness is what got me to, to triumph. So um, it was funny. I was shared a story. I forget which one it is, but the person that was sharing it was using the word revenge, that a person had gotten revenge uh, in, throughout this story. And I said, well, I don't consider revenge. I mean, of course, if the intent behind it was I want to emotionally have all of you feel like pieces of shit, that's revenge but if they just went about their life and they end up they ended up where they ended up then it's just them actually what i said was they got justice and for people that don't know the difference meaning that you don't know if your intent is participating actively and i want to break this person down well that's called you being a person who's trying to do something with revenge that means you're treating somebody like your enemy if on the other hand you're walking through the motions of life and things end up becoming where you are triumphant and the person from the past so let me tell you a story okay so this is a person who basically fell in love with their high school sweetheart or something like that and for some reason they get, I think somebody else loved the girl or something, and they end up making a false accusation, and the person ends up in prison, and then they end up somewhere else or something like that. So basically, he gets back, and the woman he loved is married and has kids with somebody else, and so he was set up. Essentially, he was set up. Somebody else said, I'm going to set you up so that I can get the girl that I want, and you're going to, you know, who cares? So the person comes back, makes it back alive somehow, and and basically uh, leaves alive the girlfriend and kills everybody else off, something like that. And, and then, though, when the girl comes back, they're not actually somebody who's interested in being back with the girl because they found a new love. And so they go off into the sunset with the new love. And <laughs> the person was like, sweet revenge. And I said, well, I don't know about, again, the revenge part. Uh, definitely they got justice because that was not nice that they got put in prison on pretense because some other person wanted their girl and then you know the killing part they could have avoided that part you know but 
As for where they end up in the sunset with another person, I'd say that's that's fair and square. Why would they want to be with her in the first place? She didn't want them. She didn't wait. What I don't remember the whole story. So my point is, though, these types of stories make me laugh. Um, so some people, <laughs> they actually find and uh, they find this type of story their life. I'm not talking about the story. You know, stories are stories for a reason. That's the whole point of what entertainment is. When I think of people treating their life like a story or like a movie, I'm like, okay, you obviously are doing pseudo-aliveness because if you weren't, you would not be treating your loved ones or any of your story as something that is from a movie because you will know of how to be a person who unconditionally loves all the people that are around you. This is what it's called to be a secure attachment, differentiated self. So it's not the concept of the one being someone that you have to be with forever, like when you're a child being taught about the monoamory stories. Okay, so I'm going to use me. I was taught about you get married because God wants you to be, because I come from Christianity with Catholicism as my domination. Dominant, uh, what denomination? <laughs> domination, no. Uh, even though I'd say that Catholicism is one of the dominant um denominations but then again so is protestant so it depends where you go but let's put that to the side and as i was saying i got taught about you know you get married till death do your part you you set up life to build it together to support each other loving yourself first is straightforward for a person who has a differentiated self and healthy self-worth so you don't put yourself to the side and if somebody is like with my teenage boyfriend a partner and they actually have shit to say about your belief system you can have whatever shit to say. I'm not changed who I am. Here's who I am. We get to keep walking together because we're differentiated people. You'll have your beliefs. I'll have my beliefs. There's no need for us to separate and there's no need for me to feel lesser than or you more than. It's called, again, healthy self-worth. So if you feel lesser, that's your own insecurity in your own body. And you're wanting praise. That's your zero one-year-old. I want praise. I want to be seen and clapped at. I don't need to be clapped at by my one. Then, uh, so again, as you can see, there's no one <laughs> to clap at me. Please don't clap at me. Don't treat me like a child. I didn't ask you for your approval. I don't need you to be proud of me. I don't need you to, if you share with me these things, I'm going to be very happy, uh, of course. And there's always a difference when a person is genuine about sharing with you how beautiful. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And that's something that a person who's supporting will do it because they know that it's a beautiful accomplishment because they're happy, they know you're happy. When it's genuine, it's something you will pick up on. Now, here's the part about why, as you grow up, you move out of the concept for those of us who do have twin flames. It's because you learn how to continue to navigate your own interests with joy because if another person, it doesn't matter if they're twin flame or not, if you're not excited about what I'm excited about and your amygdala is not intrigued to find out more so that you can share more of what I love to do every day, you're not looking into how are we going to share more moments together organically. If I need to tell you that that just sounds like me saying, can you be my best friend? I don't want you to be my best friend. You're not my best friend. I have other best friends. So this is the part of where the individual's interest in sharing something with you is something that organically happens because you will want to be able to 
talk about things together. Like with the Big Bang Theory with Penny and what's his face? The, the dude, I forget his name, not Sheldon, the other one, Leonard. So Penny wants to try and learn about Leonard's field because she's like, I don't have anything to talk to him about. This is what in grounded reality people do without it being told to them. And then when you have a bunch of mystics together that are 5D, well, that's a shit show of a great storm. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun because we talk about tarot, we talk about Akashic Records, we talk about the plane of spirituality, but we talk about it in the absence of, oh, you can't say this, or, you know, oh, there's a devil over there, here's some energy. No, there's none of that petty shit, okay? So we talk about people as people, and the difference is the relationship that we have with the sphere of energy and our oversoul. And so nobody's calling woo anyone, but at the same time, we're not like, oh, how dare they from the churches do what they do? Oh, oh, how dare the 4D? They're all Reiki now. They're, they're screwing with the energy. No, nobody screws with energy, people. Like, what are you talking about? It's all the same. Like, it's an intelligence. It's an energy. It's, it's not something that can be beat. Um, and I'm laughing, yes, because this is the point. A grown-up knows data, and a grown-up knows a story. And a story of saying energy can have good or bad, mm, you are a person who's influenceable or whatever the word is, means you need a cult leader to lead you and give you a sense of security and safety. Apparently, you don't know what the word energy means in the absence of giving it some rule book. Uh, there's energy, period, space. If you need more, well, okay, go to physics then and become a quantum physics, but that's the doer part. Where's your dreamer? The dreamers that don't move into doers they are living in pseudo-liveness, and that's because of other things and their mammalian heritage not being something they want to engage in. The ones who instead are engaged in our mammalian heritage, so till death do us part, to stand before and near each other, to support each other, it means that I'm going to be me and the beautiful dreamer and doer of me, and so are you. And if that's not the case, then you're not the one, and I'm not your one. And here's where the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, it's a solo journey because you achieve yourself, the three-year-old of you with the zero-one-year-old of you, by being a safe haven, you know how to regulate your nervous system and your secure base, you know how to follow personal development and your own interests. In 24 hours of your day, you live the now because you're able to process whatever charges and emotions that arise from your nervous system with your twin flames, with your soulmates, with all the shit. There ain't no dark night of the soul or ego death. In fact, at a certain point in my journey, I'm like, there's no fucking dark night. I don't know why these 40 people keep talking about the shit. What is this? And then I got educated. Thank you, trauma experts. I was like, okay, so here's the deal. Gotcha. Religious self, reorganization makes a lot more sense now. Okay, my brain. Thank you for explaining the mechanism of what's taking place in my physiology and that I have a window of welcome for my emotions and others don't, and they get into projection and into depth. Okay, this all makes a lot more sense than 4D with their DNA upgrades and, you know, every now and then clearing, <laughs> clear your aura. Yeah, the clearing of the aura isn't going to bring you to become a functional adult. That's your journey to yourself to say, I want to treat people like a decent person, and that means you have emotions and feelings and thoughts, and I will respect them and not be a person who, oh, your dreams are nothing, okay, and then expect the person to think of you as a partner. No, you're not a partner because you just actually teased your partner 
who actually embodies mystical experiences and you're not mystical, which is great and dandy, don't be treating a person like a stupid person. So see, the woo-woo thing, like I said, for me, it's respect of my academic colleagues. But if you're a person who wants to get to know a mystic and you're going to treat me like woo-woo, I'm not going to share with you any of who I am because you just did something that shows me you have a lack of interest. Your amygdala made a conscious choice ridiculing another person's experience, which means there's no interest. It's good. We don't have to use our time in wasteland because it's of the essence of time that we have to share productive and constructive and memories. And so because of what we cherish being cherishable and it being diminished by another human being because they don't have a grown-up three-year-old and they also don't have a dreamer in their three-year-old, but they have a doomsday seer in a three-year-old who wants to bring their doomsday nightmare to all of us over here, it ain't an energy vampire. No, no, no. It's a person who's only left mode brain, and there you go. You're interested in what? The, the tangible? Here, here's the list of items. Here you go. Here's the update. There you go. Ciao. I, I updated all of what was important because that's what people want. They want the data. They don't need the emotional three-year-old fun part. They don't want that. It's silliness to them. It's silliness. Stop being silly. You're cramping my style. You're being a pain in the ass, Superman, Superwoman, as you flaunt. This is where and how a narcissistic bubble gets broken. Stop being a fool, you little kid. Oh, I'm so sorry. I need to be a grown-up, so I can't be the dream. Okay, well, you know, again, peace out. I'm going to go dream somewhere else because I, I love a fairy tale. The, the real ones, which are the ones we create with our own lovely, safe haven, secure base hearts. So when you're a person who knows how to handle dreamer and doer, the concept of the one is one of, if you're a dreamer and doer too, we're going to walk and prance and have fun together and we're going to enjoy all of everything. And that's it. There's no compromise because nobody's being a poop head and nobody's being poopy. <laughs> and that, I have a funny story with that one. But the uh, possibility for union is essentially going to only take place when people match the aspect of wholeness for the Enlightenment Soul Age group at least. For the relationship and societal soul age group, they get to learn to be grown up three-year-old whole hearts together. And that's because they learn to soothe each other, reassure each other, be a clan and a community. And then with the thumbs up, like with the gladiator, they will follow the crowd. And with the thumbs down, they will maybe speak up if they decide, you know what, I don't like what the crowd says. I mean, still do it my way. That's really great when they can do that and their crowd says, okay, fine, we don't like it, but we'll support you because what you're doing is something that means a lot to you. And hey, the even better crowd is the ones that don't do the thumbs up or thumbs down. They're just there listening like, wow, that's so interesting. So you want to do this today, huh? Hey, what I want to know more about that thing that you said you were going to do. Is it, is it going well? Are you curious? Okay, so that, those are all grown-ups, by the way. Grown-ups, we don't do thumbs up, thumbs down, because it sounds really ridiculous to say we're proud. We'll say that it's a great thing when we notice that you're getting to move into emotional mastery of unconditional love. So whenever I've seen people be able to embrace their self, I, I get like really, really emotional about it and teary-eyed because, you know, seeing love win is beautiful because of knowing what that means for the independent groups of people that I'm talking about. 
And so voicing it, it's not about proud, even though I've used the word before, because it seems a very formal, practical way to say to somebody, congratulations, and they really, really like it. So sometimes you have to do it so that people can be reassured. And yes, I said have to. It's part of being uh, part of the herd. You know, you, you learn how to suck it up and be a grown up and do the, okay, let me praise you so that you can know for sure, have no doubt whatsoever that I love you. Because if I do this, you're going to have some form of doubt eventually. Let me read to you. Our lovely therapists, they teach us a lot about those who do not navigate secure attachment. Here's Chris Willard Saidi. I think people don't realize, he says, oh, there wasn't yelling when I was growing up, but there was the silent treatment. That, that is really toxic in its own way. In terms of creating ruptures, it leads to so much uncertainty. Yelling is usually pretty quick and predictable, but the stonewalling, the silent treatment can last for days or for hours. And here's where some of us, we don't need people to speak. In fact, silence is a gift for us because we get to contemplate in our dreamer doer land and we get to navigate to consistent emancipation, independence, uh, emotional, just like, wow, this is amazing to be myself. And yeah, the silent treatment. I know a thing or two about it. Never once did I actually like, oh my God, I'm dying. And I've talked to 4D mystics about it. And they're like, but no, it's evil. I'm like, mm, not really. I mean, why would it be evil? Do you need something? I don't need anything. You've made a choice. It's called silence. I know what that means. I don't give a shit. That's good to know, means I can move on with my life because your silence tells me I'm miles away just how much your amygdala has no interest in whatsoever. So why would I be here? That's pretty common sense. Again, teenage land was not hard for me. It's like, okay, and it wasn't me avoiding my emotions. No, no, I cried it out. I talked about it, all of that. I processed it like a normal person, but I didn't wait around and be like, oh my God, I'm looking back to the past. You know, this is what's funny. With my teenage boyfriend, it took about 10 to 12 years before the companion, the partner, finally wouldn't look at me weird when we'd be at family events and think that I wanted this person back. I was like, what the fuck? How many more years need to go by? Then finally, as my dreams came about and I was sharing with them the aspects of my mysticism, they're like, wow, we really are connected. And I was so happy. It made my heart so happy when finally in, in moments of time, there was what to me has never ceased to be a friendship because see my relationships personally and any enlightenment soul age person will be able to tell you the same especially mystics please because we have a relationship with our entire oversoul we don't love from our eyes so we don't say goodbye we love from our heart and soul because the essence of what we are is energy now, we do not know separation as the Rumi quote goes so i was never separated from this human being or the other guy <laughs> But she's the leader of the pack, so she's the one I get to talk to. He gets to be under the tsh, and that's how it will be for the rest of their life. They're really happy together, and I'm happy for them. And I did know she was the leader of the pack because that's what he was looking for. But see, partner material, if you're not self-empowered and you can't be your own leader, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. It's, I don't know what to tell you about all of that. I'm not here to make sure you're needing to hear me all the time. If I need to reassure you, that's what I read to you, the Chris Will. If I need to reassure you consistently, oh my gosh, no, please, please don't. Um, no, it is not great material for securely attached people. If you need something to securely attach yourself, there's good therapists. They help people to get into their zero one 
with emotional maturity and not have a script for people who don't want to read script. If I need to read a script, it's because I'm playing out a role. If I'm in a relationship with you, I ain't playing a fucking role. If I need to taint my mouth, am I talking again to a child? I, I don't think so. So here, the concept of the one, again, what I was told in my heart of hearts was basically I'm going to be always showing up, always, not sometimes, I will always show up for you. I will never turn my back on you ever, not even once. And I will, in fact, stand there and talk to you. And I will have a showdown with you emotionally, all of it. But I will respect you. I will see you as whole because, see, I was held, again, with wholeness. A secure attachment human being will not have a partner that looks at them up or down. If you don't look at me as whole and you as whole, you're not the one of a securely attached human being. Anyone else, it's a different story. I'm sharing for 5D mystics, those who want to move into their secure attachment and be functional adults. I'm not talking to people who need a good therapist to help them to get to be their self, first of all. You know being yourself involves emotions, thoughts, and interactions. So we heal together and or we grow together. We are equals all. So the concept of the one, it's one that continues to live in many different ways when there's unconditional love and compassion and good grown-up information. Tune on in for more and have a great day.